You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Diablo's Den, episode number 10, Corona Chronicles. I'm your co-host, Jay Yay. Reason, and I am here Yay. with the one and the only, Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezer. Yes, Jay Reason, Diablo's Den. Yo, E, what's going on, man? Been a, been a couple weeks, right? We had a couple a couple weird weeks. We had this crazy storm. I got a crazy storm right here. <laughs> You you have the crazy oh, storm. Oh, crazy storm. Thank you, crazy storm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, we the East Coast got hit with that crazy, I don't even remember the name of it, that tropical storm. I mean, I, just, I didn't have power for a couple of days. Shit sucked. Um, but, yo, we're, we're back. And, we're back. We're back. We're back in action. Uh, episode 10. Well, I had to say, check this out, Jay. I had to say... Uh, Doyle, rest in peace. Doyle, yeah, GMS. man. Again, starting out the show with uh, with a little bit of some sad news. Uh, shout out to Doyle, Bulldog. I love you, Doyle. I miss um, you. I miss you. What a good guy. What a good guy. He loved. He loved the culture. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a fan been of hardcore. But he's been hardcore scene, Rochester, New York. Um, just a, one of the good guys. Like it sucks. It looks like the good, the good die young and fucking like the dude. Was a good guy. He was a brother of mine, a GMS brother, yep. and he's always he was there helping the bands out. He loved he loved the culture. He loved he loved hip hop. He loved hardcore, and he was just in there, and he would help out no matter what. And and and, and I just have to say that I don't have can't say one bad thing bad about him. Ever. Yeah, that's you know sad, so, man. It's just sad that during this time, you know, with COVID and all that stuff, they like. He passed away. It was so fast, and no one even knew. I mean, until like the day after. You mean? Wow. So yeah, man, that 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 fucking sucks. Um, and then uh, another another sad one. Just want to shout out uh, uh, Jerry X's mother. Yeah, so she passed away. She, Jerry X. She passed uh, away. Just, so that's uh, the cancer. So and it happened so quick too. But uh, Jerry X, I love you, brother. It'll rock all yep. day. Shout out, man. But on a Let's 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 bring this show up a little bit. We got some cool. This is a kind of a cool. Um, I don't know what do you want to call it in your career evolution uh, in your career. But you recently, or you, <laughs> should I should I say I help? Well, how do you? you wanna... Yeah, I would say that Jay Reason. Jay Reason, <laughs> listen. A lot of people like like Jay Reason should be managing me. But you know what? No, he helped you a lot. Shout out to my manager, the DRB. Yeah, but Jay I, I Reason. Like to, I like to help out where I can, and we just uh, this one is, was really exciting to. Uh, to bring together, and I want I want to shout out our guy Brandon over at Cameo, where you shout can out now, to Brandon, yeah, uh, where you can now get a uh, greeting from the one and only international hardcore superstar, Lord Isaac, aka Danny Diablo. That's me. Yo, so you, get, you've, been, get, 
Dude, you've been killing it. We're like, th we're recording this about what, three days after you launched, or two days? Yeah, not two, even. And two it's days. Been two like... days. And, and it's been <laughs> fucking insane. And been people are so nice, and they. Be, I'm just happy I'm right next to Dolph Lundgren. Oh, that's that's, I'm at. that's awesome, man. I'm actually gonna we'll overlay that over the screen so you can see that. So everybody. Yeah. I want to encourage you to go out and get a cameo from from Lord Isaac over here. <laughs> just just go really... on cameo. <laughs> tell them how tell them how to do it. How they can get and do it. But yeah. It's, so it's... you'll go to cameo.com slash uh, Danny Diablo, and then you can book Danny for uh, a couple bucks, uh, and he'll. I mean, go ahead. Right. You'll. I'll, I'll listen. <laughs> if you need me to make uh, to threaten someone, make a joke on someone, or just tell someone uh, like I want to beat the shit out of them. Or bar mitzvah, whatever. Actually, everyone's been really cool. I mean, it's usually it's the, the last only been doing it for two days, and the people are so nice, <laughs> and they just people usually when they it's a uh, best friends when we say something cool, they're doing something good, and they get to pour the house and congratulate them, or it's a a wife that they they know their husband's a big fan of mine, so they like, hey, what's up, yo? Yeah, that's so awesome. It's, it's cool. I like doing. I, basically, I talk shit all day anyway, so now might I'm getting well, paid for yeah, it. Yeah, might as well just get paid for it. So, again, uh, I Thank just, you, Jay. Uh, yeah. Jay, I love you. Uh, Thank dude, you're you, welcome. Cameo. Yeah, so shout, shout out once again to our boy Brandon from, from Cameo for, for, for helping us uh, get that together, man. So, uh, E, uh, you actually you just came back from recording. M Milwaukee. You came from Milwaukee, with which looked like a fucking crazy trip. I seen you were with DJ Kaz. Oh, a, a lot. oh my god and he, he was very colorful on that on this vacation trip uh all i know is this you can't take like wherever i bring a bring him they just straight up you know he's from the bronx it's like it's like you bring a nigga out of, out of the bronx they do not know how to act well and he uh i mean let's just say he's not getting lost i'm gonna see if i can put some of these pictures like i'm oh. gonna grab some of them those, the, he had like the yellow yellow man outfit on, and then he was he, he was taking mer right some merch from the yeah he, he's doing, you gotta watch DJ Cos whenever you do anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> so was that trip that trip was pretty good though you were just finishing up the street CD right you got a new one coming out tell yeah, me, street, tell uh, so the new one the new street CD is called uh, Danny Jowell Street CD not volume number three the Triz and um, this the, the first by DJ Cos yeah this the first First one in a long time, right? Either for the second one was like 2004, I think we were saying. Yeah, yes, it's the last time we did 2004. So this, uh, all three was done by TJ Cos. So. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, E, what what made you decide? It's been like years since you did the last Street CD, right? What, what made yeah. you decide to do one now? Like you just felt you had mad shit to put out or like – because you know I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty big project for you because it is – it's been so long. You had mad shit out since then like – like what made you decide to try to like tackle that now? Because right now, nowadays, uh, uh, kids are really the attention spans are fucking gone. You mean mm -hmm. the, the phone and the you know the internet? So I was like, I just I just dropped devils and demons. You mean? Well, that's what I'm and, saying. Yeah, you you've been cranking just, out a ton of releases, and, and, and we and we're killing it. Devils and demons. Uh, on four or five records. I, it's 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 me and the, the kid Mars. It's a uh, we did an album, and that shit is blowing up in the, in the, in the underground. Talking about underground, like the hardcore kids are loving it, and the fucking all over the world, like people in Chile, Argentina, uh, Colombia, they, they they would never listen to hip hop that that, that for anyone really. I mean, and now that the young kids are like twenty something years old, or twenty to twenty five, but they they listen to Danny Diablo, you know, 
and they, they love it. So, uh, that, I just dropped that record uh, like three weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's crazy. So it's like you just felt like, yo, might as well stay hot on that, get all collection out, put all this stuff together. Yeah, so I I, I got stuff. So the, 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 this this record is a. Uh, Mostly hip hop, but you got a lot of hardcore stuff in it. So me and uh, me and West Nile together. Me and uh, the some uh, this is like some hard like uh, me and the D's nuts do That's a song is together. That, so is that coming? That's uh, going to come out on Force Five, right? Force Five right, records. So shout out to DRP. Shout out to DRP. He's doing really well. So we we we, we I compelled everything. Yesterday I was in the studio. I saw that. Shout out Lord Jewish. I saw you. Shout out to Lord Jewish. Our boy. Our our, our DJ. Yeah, I can't wait to listen, man. And shout out. I got a shout out too to the Gotham Podcast guys because I just talked to them and you know they listen. We will definitely get back into the old format. I'm just not. I don't think either one of us are itching to get back into like uh, commuting into the city and sharing a microphone with. You know, hundreds of people in the same room, <laughs> unless it's for a hardcore show. So, uh, yeah, what's going on? That's so crazy, man. You know, like, it, it's, it's like, just put it this way I can't wait to go into the studio and, 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 and like it's normal again. Yeah, but I, I guess I'd also say about the Force Five Records, uh, the Street City Volume Number Three, Kaz did a great job. I got songs in there with the guy with Joe Fado, Big Lito. I got awesome. a whole bunch of. Hope bunch of stuff no one it's brand it's at least ten new songs no one has even heard. That's sick. So that's 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 album already. When do you really? think that'll be out? Like next month, maybe? Probably two months. To- Probably October. two months. Okay, cool. But Force Five Records uh just signed uh Skyhead. Oh no shit. Awesome, man. That's a good move. Great. We're we're doing an EP. It's uh it's going the EP's name is gonna be called Generators of Violence. I'm gonna have to get in with DRP on that to make sure on the marketing and some things are done right. But that's, yes, that's yeah, yeah, do we're, we're talk, we're talk, we're gonna be talking to uh, uh, Cortex in Europe to just distribute it you know, the right way. You know I mean so that that that's what you talk to him. Yeah, Jay Reason, you help help yeah. my brother out. We're gonna, we'll do it. Yeah, no, I've been talking. I've been talking to DRP. He's great. He's he's been awesome. So, E, what have you been uh, before we get our guests on? We have we have a fucking awesome show today. Uh, um, but what do you been? Um, what have you been checking out or listening to? Like, cause yo, I, I I've been listening to some crazy shit. I, I want to shout out a few things real, real quick. So yo yo, f- first uh, I want to shout out uh, Sutter Kane. Sutter Kane. Yeah, our boy. He just got uh after the world goddess, which is his new album. He has he's running a pre order for that. So um he's he a cool cool fan. He's become a a friend of both of us. So I just yeah. want to shout out him. I know he hooked he hooked, he hooked you up. You're bad. Yeah, dude, he hooked me up. Which is awesome. So I want I want to return the favor. Everybody, go check his stuff out. Shout out gang, DJ Bless. Yeah, check out his interview. We had a gr- we had a great interview with him. Um, and then yo, E, this I gotta play it for you. I gotta send it to you. Dude, this is crazy. This new release from uh, Aaron from Death Threat. He's got a what? new he's got a new uh, like a side project called Pil- Pillars of Ivory. That's yo. It's like hip hop based a little bit. It's like hip hop interludes with um the hip hop was done by. My boy Griff, I'm pretty sure from Connecticut, who used to be Connecticut. Um, he's got some dudes from uh, Jay from Mind Forces involved. Yo, this shit is so dope. Um, oh, I'm definitely gonna hear that. Yeah, it's called P- Pillars of Ivory. Is the name of the band. Um, they did a seven inch. Um, I think that might be sold out, but uh, it's on Spotify and streaming. E, I'm gonna send it to you because it's fucking awesome. Um, and then lastly, too, man, I've been listening to this. Uh, my boy Bob got a new podcast called It Came from New Jersey. Um, which is all like music shit from New Jersey. So they go oh do my some crazy God. Yeah, shit. Listen, 
You know, Jersey is so fucking crazy and weird, bro. Yeah, well, yo, listen, dude. These guys are creative, man. So I just want to show a little bit of love to them because they, they, they always uh, hook up the podcast and stuff. And, and they're a brand new uh, podcast, but the guys that are doing it are involved in a lot of shit that like we listen to and stuff. So what have you been checking out? What's, what have you been... Uh... I've been listening to uh, the Force MDs lately. Oh, no shit. That's oh, awesome. Oh, oh man. But yeah, yep. I love Force MDs. Uh, they were before... R&B, like like when R&B fucks with hip hop, yep. they were the first ones to do that. You know I mean That's they were awesome. before new, before new edition, before all the things that they were like 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 1985, whatever Tommy Boy records. That's I loved them. So I, I've been listening to a lot of that. Well, and we can um, we can talk to one of our guests a lot about Tommy Boy records. <laughs> yeah, <Tommy laughs> uh, but check this out. Uh, I want to say happy birthday. To, to to Jay Hoyer's son, he turned twelve years old yesterday. Happy birthday, Jay! I want to say uh, the tour is back on with Crown Thorn, Sick with All, and we're looking at April. Front. We're looking at yeah, April, April right? next year. So uh, it's on, bro. That's going to be something. Also, I'm talking to Colombia today. People in Colombia about doing a tour in Colombia. I'm going to do Argentina. I'm going to do South America, Chile again. That's so awesome. That, next next year, hopefully. Shout out to Ken. Three five seven. Shout out to Echo MPC. Um, shout out to uh, Culture New York. Uh, if you want to buy graffiti supplies, uh, if you're, this is a real place owned by real graffiti artists. Uh, my brother. Uh, I'm not gonna say names or anything, but right, 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 this, right. It's, right. A, it's in Queens in Astoria. I'm gonna put it up there. Culture New York. Yep. If you need paint and markers and That's shit to, spot. Get, to 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 uh, do art and vandalize and fucking art <laughs> go right there and, and just from keep, keep it in the community of right. real graffiti graph writers that's awesome just, man none of these fake motherfuckers that want to make money on you they don't give a fuck about the graffiti culture these motherfuckers are for the culture so that's awesome culture man. new york shout out to them queens baby uh I, I, I like to shout out also the gld casting company which is almost done which is we just finished me lord jewish and chubbs uh I want to shout out to Edo from Rochester, my man Edo, and Snack the Ripper. Uh, they 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 they, they lay some dope dope ass uh, verses. So you know, with, with with Roz Dillums and Insane Poetry, those are the four four features we have on the That's GLT awesome, cast man. company. That's yeah, I'm really underground shit. Hey man, as a as a friend, I'm really proud of you, dude, to see how productive you've been, especially with. The podcast and recording and dude, staying Yo, on top of all you, this shit. You, you, listen. Yeah, we're gonna we're, next month. Next month, I'm gonna. I got. I'm gonna. We're gonna your store. Your store. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna. We're gonna next month. We're gonna have maybe a little. Uh, we'll, well, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna a little. We got, we got some some news coming, but I want to keep it centered around uh, around my boy uh, and co- and co- and the, the main host of the show here, Ezak. He's been killing it lately. Yo, so E, we got a really good show for the listeners uh, tonight, right? We got two fucking awesome guests. Great guest. Our first guest is a friend of yours for a long time and a friend of mine also for a long time. I'm going to dial him in, so hang on one second. Dial that motherfucker let me in. Get, let me get him in. Okay, guys, and, and we're, we are back with our with our first guest of the night, and I'm really excited for this one. Good friend of both of ours. <laughs> Everybody welcome Scott Vogel. Yay, Vogel. Vogel. Yo, Who Scott. Who is the other guest? Who they, are the other guests? Dante Ross. <laughs> Dante oh, Ross. Nice. It's you and Dante <laughs> yo, Ross. So nice. it's, a, it's a very good episode for our listeners, man. We're, we're in for a treat tonight. So, yo, Scott, thank you so much for joining us on, on uh, Diablos. And I've been asking you to be on for a minute, and this is going to be fucking 
I'm, I was, we were already cracking up before we uh, before we started. So, yo, what have you been up to, man? You you've been really busy during the break. You got a new podcast going with the band, a site. What do you what have you been up to, man? Because you guys had a shit bunch of shit going on, and uh... um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess when we discovered that we weren't going to be playing a show for what we assumed would be like six months, but now maybe like 60, 60 years. <laughs> um, we kind of um, said, what can we do to stay like in touch with the people as well as maybe make a little money? Yeah. Cause we all pretty much live off the band. So um we put up a website, started dig, you know, luckily, we, or I don't know about luckily, but we've been a band for like 20 years, so we've got like a lot of old shit, videos, demos. Yeah, yeah the site so, is, is sick, man. You guys are doing an awesome job. The, the podcast has been a lot of fun to listen to. And a lot of like buried songs that we just, you know, when, you, when we record an album and there's like a 15th song and we kind of just axe it. So we just kind of been... Uh, B-sides, B-sides, B-sides. More like seasides. <laughs> sea level, sea level. Remember that sea level or above. Terra, Terra is an A plus band, A band. But there are other other bands, other bands, the bands that are whack. We I call them below sea level. <laughs> I don't want to be in that category. <laughs> no, never, 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 never brother, never. 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 Yeah, so just that and um, taking. I'm I'm literally in my garage right now. So uh, I live in a one bedroom apartment with my girlfriend, and we luckily just have. I hear garage. you. I, I say, I hear you. same thing right here. One bedroom. So in, in the whole the whole COVID the past five months, I've been one bedroom. Me and my lady right here. Either we're either we're fighting or fucking. <laughs> that, that's we're fighting or fucking after so the this, fight, which we fucking. This has kind of been like the <laughs> she she um she's like a florist, so she has like a desk here and like all this. It's like kind of yeah. nice when we had a rug and stuff out here. So this is like my escape. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, amazing. And luckily, I li I live in Burbank, so it's like you know the suburbs of LA. It's kind of suburban so i can like walk around and ride my bike and that's it man it's been really nice to a lot of people hit me up and like dude are you dying to play a show i'm like not really, not really. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good <laughs> like if if money wasn't an issue right. yeah. if, it feels it feels nice to not have a normal normal yeah. you feel normal yeah. Yeah, not so good on the bank account, and I got unemployment, which is really good. That's awesome. Yo, yo I, I got, I got the, I got the, the, the yo, you the know, we should get, also. we should get, you, uh, I should, Scott, I should get you on cameo like I did for Isaac. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, this, this right here is as cameo as I'll go. <laughs> Friend me, yo. Yeah, Friend no, for sure. <laughs> um, Yo, so uh, I, I I can do a cameo on how to make people think you're straight edge when you're drunk and high <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I, I always always when I first met him, I thought he was a straight edge guy. Well, you know that's people actually, I wanna, still. I want to remember that. I want to get into that. So so Scott, what's your first memory of meeting Dan? I want to like get this. Uh, oh, Scott, God. what's the first time you remember meeting or like interacting with uh with with Isaac? Oh, guys. I've got three, three, three <laughs> memories, and I, I think in order, 
the very first time, I, I mean, I, I knew who he was and, and enjoyed his music, yeah. but um, <laughs> one time, <laughs> Three Guns, I was living in Buffalo and we had like a Buried Alive house. Like, oh my like, God! Three of us lived there. You And uh, Scarhead played in Buffalo with Vanilla Ice. I remember that. And uh, we... <laughs> Somehow, one way or another, we invited you guys to stay at our house, and that, that's the first time we ever like wait, really wait. hung. But do you remember what was this when I got mitts in the arm, the arm lock? Holy shit! I don't know. <laughs> I hope I, not. When I was hitting I your stomach, mitts arm. I I, 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 I put mitts in the arm lock and pulled the stomach up. He couldn't do anything for half hours. Smacking stomach <laughs> in front of everybody. It was fucking insane. That was the first time. And, <laughs> Then I think we toured together, uh, Buried Alive, yes. Candiria, VOD. Speed Dealer? RBO no. Speed Dealer, were they on that? No, 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 no. It was Buried Alive, Candiria, Scott, Oh, my God. And a memory from that is, and I think the first night, um, you, you had probably recognized me a little bit from staying at my house. And Star, <laughs> Star had to, Garhead's about to go on stage, and you turned to me and you handed me your watch and your wallet, and you said, "Watch this while, or hang on to this while I play." And I'm like, "Dude, I don't want this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it, but like, I don't want this responsibility." What if like you thought there was another like hundred in there? Or, I have, to go, I have to go to the bathroom, and you see I walked off with oh, your wallet. Man. So I'm just like, okay, please get done. Oh. Here's your wallet. <laughs> oh, thank you, bro. Man. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so insane. Dude. I never really think about it, but that's hilarious. We had some crazy, crazy tour stories, bro. Oh, like yeah. you've, seen, you've seen me at my funniest, but you also see me at my craziest like <laughs> survival mechanisms there, there was a couple there was <laughs> there was good times on that tour where it was a straight party and then yeah. there was a couple times when people interfered with the party and got <laughs> made to le- made to left the party <laughs> oh man i can only imagine what, what that was like oh uh, um, had a great a great scott has always been a great uh a, a great person, yeah. you know, like, like a straight up person, but a, a, a musical, music wise, great frontman. He knows how to, he knows he knows how to reach the crowd. He knows how to talk to the kids and everything. And he loves the kids. And one time, I, and he loves fucking hardcore. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> one time, we, I remember one time I, we were whiskey go go somewhere. We were somewhere. I was fucked up. We were drinking, and I was like, and he started talking about yeah, name the people you know. And I was naming all the people and like. I threatened or smacked or the guys with Ru- drugs. Ruining yeah. my life. Ruining his whole thing. He's like, no. I was like, yo, that guy. I, we beat up that guy. For, you know, and he's like, no, no. That guy's a piece of shit. He goes, no. But, but I, I couldn't oh. He loved Harker so much. I, in his eyes, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. I had to I, tell you the truth. I, I just thought of something. When when you guys first stayed at my house in, in Buffalo after that VOD, uh, or no, 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 the, the Vanilla Vanilla Ice. You came in my bedroom and I had a huge Gangstar poster on my wall and you took yes. offense to it. You're like, yo, what's up with that? And I was like, I don't know. I love Gangstar. And you're like, yeah. I, just, I just had conflict with them or something. Yeah, well, we, uh, we uh, uh, last, last snuffed, uh, yoked up uh, 
Guru and threw, threw him on the floor. It was like Guru, <laughs> God, Guru, rest in peace. But he was a he, everyone knows that he was a drunk and he used to talk bad shit. So he tried to sit. One day he tried to sit with us and we just went we slapped him up. <laughs> then, 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 then his bodyguard much much last and fell down. They were like, "What's up?" And the cop came out of nowhere. And he was like, "Yo, back the fuck up!" And I was like, "Yo," and, and he's like, "He goes, you all right to last." He goes, I fucking hate this motherfucker, girl. He's a bitch. <laughs> I think the cop hated him. Has a personal beat with him. He goes, yo, yo, you, you want me, you want to fuck him up, fuck him up. But then I was all right, bro. We're, 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 it's all right. He goes, all right, peace, guys. The cop had our back. A poor idiot. He was like, yo. He was like, fuck this motherfucker. I can't stop laughing. True story, man. So insane. Yo, that uh, that's wild. I got another story. You just you just reminded me. The second time, a, a different time. <laughs> now this is when you're living in Cleveland. Oh, oh my God! Remember that? Three, oh. three guns, three guns, and I remember because you brought up Lash. Three guns hit me up, and he oh, was like, "Steak and cocaine steaks, steak and yeah, coke, right?" Can 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 ringworm and scarhead stay at your house in <laughs> my house? And I was like. I'm gonna be out of town. Uh, Buried Alive was going to play a show, but yeah. I, I uh, had my girl Janelle at the time. Yeah. Do you know Janelle J? You must know Janelle, don't I'm, you? I'm sure, maybe in passing. I think you do. She was like the uh, babysitter and watched my house because <laughs> I, I gave let VOD or uh, Scarhead and Ringworm stay at my house. And, oh uh, God! And then Frank and Janelle ended up dating for like five. Oh years. yeah! Yo, but, they, they, that, that, was, that, that was like a, see what happens? That's crazy. But that, fucked up. <laughs> that second time, you had Lash with you, and when yeah. I got home, I found a, a watch at my house, and I got a hold of you somehow, yeah. and this was before all the phones and shit, and I was like, I found a watch at my house, and it ended up being Lash's, and I sent it to him somehow, and I know he got the watch and was oh, liked me, oh, liked awesome, me for man. that. <laughs> yeah, like what, yeah. one of my first memories with, with uh, of, of meeting uh, Scott was – and I, I've talked to this story to Scott multiple times, but the first time uh, <laughs> I ever met Scott was when we got to play a show. It was like the second or third Voice of Reason show, and it was with Hatebreed, Despair, Strife, Warzone, and H2O. Like H2O played? And Hatebreed played. Yeah, the lineup was like insane, and that was the first time I ever met Scott, and like it was so cool. I gave him like the demo and shit, and, and then uh, we got to tour Europe with uh, Terror like a long time ago with The Distance and stuff. So it's cool, and like... Um, you know, and I see Scott Amen. pretty often. I, I, may, I may try to make it out to Terror anytime they're in a driving radius within a couple Terror's hours. Terror's amazing. Oh, I, I, I still to see love Terror. watching Terror. Yeah, it's my Terror. favorite. It's one of my favorite things. I mean, Scott will tell you, I'll drive out to, I live in Connecticut still, but I drive out to Worcester or New York or New Jersey. Uh, That's where the real metal oh, is, yeah. Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just you can't top a good, uh, shout out to all the guys in Terror too, Jordan and, 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 uh. And all those dudes, you know, uh, just always a good time to see the, these dudes. Which, uh, but yo, it's funny because Scott. So talking about the new site, one of the episodes uh, where you guys are you guys are doing a podcast where you're breaking down all the records. You talk about the guest spot with Isaac. Okay. And uh, what happened? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, that, talk- I was with Jamie. Yeah, that yeah. was the that was craziest yeah. time of my life. How crazy is that guy? Yo, and wait, Jules Jordan too. <laughs> So it was just—it was cool to bring that full circle. So, yo, e, e, do you remember doing the guest spot on that Terra record? I remember. Listen, I, I, all I remember it was like uh, an Asian girl's house. Was that? Who, 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 what you and Billy tell me? Am I right? It was Nick's. Nick's. 
Nick had a studio in his parents' garage. All right. So you, we didn't know. We just knew Jamie was coming. Somehow we asked Jamie to be on the record. He <laughs> rolled up to the house in some. I feel like it was a, like a Mercedes SUV or some ball and yes. car. Yes. Yes. You and Jules Jordan got out of the car with Jamie. <laughs> yes. And then we're like, all right, we got a two for one. We got to get Jamie. Get. I don't want to say buy Jamie because I don't think we paid him, but get, get Jamie and get, get Isaac too. And you guys came in, ripped the mic, and we had – and that song was like a – that's still a song we play every yeah. show, every terror show. Spit My Rage. With the infamous, like, uh, spit right at the end from, from Isaac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. You know what's crazy? <laughs> uh, the last time I saw Vogel, they played with Hatebreed in, uh, in, in Manhattan, remember? And, oh, and, Yeah. And, yeah, do you remember? Oh, I know, but I was, yo, my, 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 I was crazy. Remember? Remember? I was, remember? I, was, I mean, I, I was like, I was Trevor Perez. I was like, yo, Trevor, I, I was bugging out. I was, I was, but do you remember that the, the dude? Uh, so I, I got there early. So I was, I was like, all right, I did, I did a podcast with Jamie. So he leaves me with these guys, with Scott, and we start drinking. I'm like, Fuck early. This. Go, early go five o'clock. No. Yo, we were, we were bombed. And I was like, I was, then my girl came. My girl was bombed. And she was, she was, and then, and then, then I was with Jimmy. And I she, I just, I came on stage. We got when you saying spit my rage. I, 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 I came on stage. These Hell guys yeah. killed it. Terry killed it. We played it, like, we played it like 6 o'clock. Yo, listen. Listen, then then, then all of a sudden, a hate be played. Then I... Then, then I went to, to sing something, and the, the, the new roadie guy was like, hey, can't come here. There was like a problem between the – I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I was being real nice. So at the end of the – but the guy was being a dick straight up. So at the end of the night, I go – Jimmy goes, what's, I, I want to go say what's up to the guy. Just be like, hey. I was like, what's up? And he was like, what's up? I was like, I'm, you know I'm friends with, with, with Jamie. I'm saying next time that happens – this will be a different. I'm gonna do something else different. I mean, I'm not gonna be so nice. But you know, people get people get. How can I say when people they know people know that me and Jamie are boys, especially in the music ice pick. You know that he was my manager. Just don't. You don't have to be a dick. You don't have to be a tough guy. It's like, it's like we all know each other, right? You know, we all know that's the outcome is gonna happen if, 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 if the switch is going. If the switch goes on. You mean? So the, the he, switch was ready that night. I could see it, <laughs> it was like I saw, dangling. <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw, uh, saw Terror the next night or, or maybe a night or so after, and he, he yeah. we were talking about yeah. how, cra- how crazy that was. Um, oh, it, it was it was amazing watching Terror in New York City fucking kill it. That's awesome. Like, yeah. like little kids, look, little ki- young kids Thank were you. going Thank fucking you. nuts. They destroyed everyone. I, I, everyone there was great, but Terror took that show. Yeah, that they were fucking awesome, man. Um, yo, ah. so one of the other things, Scott, that you do is that's pretty cool. Um, you do this with a couple other people, but you do pressure drop. I just picked up the new issue. Oh shit! Uh, this is dope, dude. So I was really excited. Tell us a little bit about this, man, because I think that this is so cool considering everything you do that you still like put a well, shit like this out. You know what I mean? It's awesome, man. Well, thank you for sending me your zine too. That was really oh, cool. Oh, thank, thank you for helping me get it done, dude. Appreciate it. The, <laughs> the good part about stuff like that is it comes out looking nice and it's really slick, but I have nothing to do with that. I just. <laughs> I just sent some, <laughs> just like it was hard for me to figure out how to get on the phone with you guys. There's no way I can lay a fucking <laughs> fanzine out on a computer. So I can send some interviews out and do some stuff like that and kind of ask some questions to, to bands that I like. But yeah. I, ca- I can't take much credit for the, the way it looks. But 
uh, yeah, it, it came out really cool. It's got cool shit. There's a, a cool interview with Hoya in there. Um, Hoya Rock. Vinny Paz is in there. And yeah, Paz. It's cool shit. So anybody that's into hardcore, I'm sure. Yeah, man, love, it's done. It's done really scenes. great. And I and the thing is, I know you say you don't design it, but I mean, obviously, it's put together with a bunch of people. You do it with, uh, yeah, Andrew from Strife, right? Is involved. Yeah, and my um, man Patrick. And Patrick, Reaper Records. Who, yeah, who shout out Reaper oh, forever, man. Dude, shout, shout out to I, Andrew I gotta, and Patrick. Yeah, shout out to Reaper because I've been spending so much money. He's been breaking out all the good stuff out of the vault, and it's so hard <laughs> to not buy like, all the stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, but so I don't mind. I've been, I've been, I've been buying some stuff from Kitzel. But yeah, man, everybody can get this. I think at uh, War Records. Dot com obviously i'll have the link I, I wanted to show this because it is so cool and i thank you I, I just picked up my copy bought it uh to support you know guys support your friends especially when they're doing shit like this in <clears> times <throat> like this the zine's fucking awesome so uh there'll be a link uh for for going on on that so um yo so scott what else uh, what else has been going on man fill us in because i i can tell that both of you are cracking up already like there's something <laughs> funny so so i'm gonna let you guys no. have at it a little bit we, we're just I don't got anything specific on my mind. I'm just thinking about uh, <laughs> older people in hardcore that don't give a fuck about too much that can have fun. You know, that's all. I will always, you know, I, I come from different backgrounds of the graffiti, street shit, fucking this stuff. Uh, but I always be a hardcore kid, no matter what. That's a, that's the scene that 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 accepted me for who I am and made me really. So it's it's just funny that I when I see you, I'm like, oh, this guy fucking. It's like you remind me of when I first like I, I was in, <laughs> my life was hardcore, like it still is. But I'm saying, but my life it was hardcore. Like I didn't give a fuck about <laughs> bitches or fucking. They had no, they have a kid back then. So it was like just ah, you know. What I mean? And just, it's like, I was so happy that we did that tour together. Because, like, no one can talk about, about the story. <coughs> so no one no one has ever understood life until they went on tour with Puerto Rican Mike. I mean, <laughs> so, like, 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 that's a whole different... I, I always look at people... I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that, that like, like, White Owl, these like, Scarhead wasn't me too back then. This, these niggas are crazy. You're canceled. These motherfuckers were crazy. If, if, if there was a camera following me, in my early years, I would have been in jail already for like 30 years. <laughs> it's insane. It's insanity to stop me to do. I know that both of you know that I'm like positive and yes. happy and clean cut, but when the door shuts, you guys seem to. The, the ugly Scott, oh. the ugly Scott. Well, so. and oh. it's crazy too because both of you guys, you guys both toured like a lot when it was like free <laughs> internet. And but I'm saying even even all the bad things and things aside, like dude, you guys really put in the work when it mattered when it wasn't like I mean, you know, obviously now there's the internet and those things are beneficial, but you guys yeah. put in the work like grinding on the road and you know playing those shows and shit like that and touring together when it was like very hard to do, man. Yeah. Booking shows, yeah, like, but. But but Vogel 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 took over after with with Jamie. I mean, he was like he was the next. So he was the hate breed. Then all of a sudden, Trevor came and took that. You mean just there's always the guys under that. So he they, they paved the way. Like the, these guys worked hard. Vogel worked real hard. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch promoters and stuff. Watching the, the relationships with promoters and business people in the industry. It, it's a yo. Know, it's hard, man. It's hard to fucking you know, especially if you. It's not only Scott Vogel, which Vogel's the, the, the face, but it's a whole, it's a whole oh, yeah. band, and, and to be that face of that band, 
it's a lot. Especially Vogel has like like animals in his band too. You know what I mean? So it's like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So my, I was everybody. Talking, yeah, I was a post. I, I had to talk to people, but they I wasn't even that bad. The guys in my band were horrible. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like I, was, I just they just knew my face, so I get blamed for everything. Right? I hear hey, that. Scott, when, hey Scott, so let yeah. me ask let me ask you a little something about touring and just just because again, you guys were terror is synonymous with being on the road. Like yeah. What are you hearing, like in the stratosphere of like shows or anything coming back? I mean, is that have you heard anything? I mean, like Isaac just let us know that their tours coming back Push, in April, twenty one, twenty one. Yeah. What's what's terror looking like, or have you heard anything? I'll be honest, I haven't. Uh, I'm hearing the same thing. We we have a potential tour to go to Europe in April. That's the first thing we're talking about. Cool. Good. I haven't uh, really been trying so hard to get information because every time I watch the news or talk to someone, I find something, I hear something totally different. Right. So instead of like making myself crazy, I've kind of just wait. Wait, you waiting for the waiting for the news? You waiting yeah, for the news? Kind of. Because I'm really, uh, I'm like a super organized person. Like I got all these lists of things I want to do and shit I got to get done in my life and shit I got to get done in the band. And I kind of just like put a pause on it because at, at first I was trying to get a gauge on when are we going to play again? When, when can we do this? How can we let, we got to keep the merch stores stocked. And then I found yeah. out a lot of the merch stores aren't working. And right. then I'm like, we got to, we got to talk to our agent. And they're like, well, you can't even book a tour right now because half the venues you book by six months from now are unfortunately going to be shut down. So right. I've kind of yeah. just like... That's so foul, right? How foul so is that? Chill. I feel so bad for like barbers, uh, anyone Tat playing tattoo music, artists. Yeah. tattoo artists, like all these people that have built this Yo. career and business for 20 years and now they might lose it. That's yeah, fucking it's horrible, sucks. Man. If that's, it's, it sucks, man. You know, you know. Yesterday, how I found out uh, the, the the world is fucked. I was walking. <laughs> I, I, you know how I, I was walking to. I went. I went into motels yesterday and They're out right. of business. Going yeah, business. Matt, they gone. closed down Every, mad motels over here. Listen, everything gone, and I was like, oh shit! I'm gonna buy myself more basketballs. So I went in there, no basketballs, only volleyballs and tennis balls left. Wow. <laughs> In my hood, they don't play that fucking shit. They play volleyball. <laughs> I was like, yo, they took all the basketballs. I was like, fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, fucking crazy, man. Motels out of business. Crazy, man. Um, so, yo, Scott, you also, too, outside of Terror, you're working. You have a side project that is super cool called World Be Free that you do with Sammy. Um, Andrew is all Andrew from Stripes also in that band, right? Yeah, it was... Uh... It, it also had um, Arthur from GB, but yep. I, that he, he was on the first record. But he's a, dog, he's a great of, guy. Great guy. What a, play, watching someone like that play bass, not not to take away from any of the bass players I, yeah. I've ever been in a band with, but he's like a bass player. Yeah, he's, he's a, yeah he's he's such a good guy too. Yo, Scott. Yeah, we, oh, go ahead. <laughs> we recorded a new thing for Revelation, but and it's supposed to come out, but it's kind of just like. At the pressing plant, waiting. Because yeah. <laughs> people can't work and stuff at the at the place right now. Um, you know, Scott, what, what was that like up. for you as somebody like coming up in our scene, especially like 
you and I have talked about just being fans of hardcore. What was it like getting to record a record with those dudes? Like, I mean, what the like? You must have just been like, "This is awesome!" Right? So crazy. Like, like watching Sammy play drums and just he's super. Uh, Sammy's like super mu- musical, and yeah. I, I mean. I, I can scream loud and jump on stage and have energy, but I don't, I'm not really great at timing and yeah. he's telling me, Oh, uh, make your voice go higher here and all this shit. And <laughs> it, it takes a lot of work. And at first it feels really uncomfortable, but in the end, his ideas are all, his ideas are always amazing. And I'm like, fuck, I, I wish I was smart. I wish I knew what I was doing. Now that that record yeah, was just... super, that record was super cool, man. Especially like, uh, again, dude, as somebody who's been like, uh, you know, of, I hate saying the word like a fan, but as somebody who's been, you know, a fan of all your bands and, and you know, through like Despair, Slugfest, Fear Thank Live, you. like all that shit. Despair, man. yeah, Despair was so awesome. <laughs> oh uh, shit! It, you I... know, buried alive and shit. It was cool to hear you do something so much. It was like melodic and cool and different, man. He sounded really good on it. So if, if anybody who listens to our show who maybe didn't know that that Vogel had that project, uh, they have a record on Rev. So check that out. It's got Sammy in and a bunch of bunch of cool uh, people. Let's go. And then and then Vogel I... also too secretly. I don't know if it's secret, but you you you're, you got a, a buried alive record coming out right on Bridge Nine. Shout out to Chris Wren. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. shit. that's awesome. Um, I, I didn't realize that when we were recording that that comes tomorrow. Make a long story short, um, I never thought I'd play a show with Buried Alive and uh, World Be Free played a show in Buffalo with Judge and all the guys from the band were there and two of them I hadn't talked to in like 15 years. The band did not end in a good place. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, <That's> <laughs> we, we, we ended up in the basement of the venue partying and, and being a little crazy and just like putting our bullshit aside and talking through it and joking about it. And then uh, Joe Harcourt really wanted us to play This Is Harcourt for a few years. So yeah. finally we, we did that. And then um, we wrote a couple fucking songs. So here they are. We were just Burn talking about, um, oh. we were, really quick before we jump back in, Scott, we were saying like uh, how Isaac needs to get Mark McGrath from fucking Sugar Ray to retweet him so that we can get, get more cameos. Yo, that's, that's my boy, nigga. Shout out to Mark McGrath. <laughs> I, I, you know, you're laughing, but I was, I was just, I was just telling Jay that that I'm gonna do, a, a, I'm doing a five song EP with Scarhead. We're recording next 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 month. We signed four five records, four five records, and um and the name of the, the song is called Scarhead. And the name of the, the EP Generators of Violence. That's true. That's that's true. No, but uh, the only two two people that have is Mark McGrath and Scott Vogel. (laughs) That's it. How hard would that be? One thing we didn't talk about. Are we are we rolling? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sang on the Scarhead cover record. We were just. I didn't say that. Just talking about it. Right before that. Yes. uh, He just said said. he was like on the outburst cover. Yeah. 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 So Scott, what do you remember about doing that? Actually, I do have a funny memory about another thing now. <laughs> okay. Please share. Okay. So, I, did I, I can't remember where I did it, but anyways, awesome to be on the record and an awesome song. But Thank you. I did this song with you live once in yes. France at a, a festival with the... <laughs> Obituary played and all. Oh things. my God! I was nervous. Yeah. I I <laughs> was 
gone that day. I remember but, because I, yeah. before our set, before their set, Ezak uh, came over to the mer- came to me and was like, "Yo, can I have a, a baseball hat, a terror hat? I'm gonna wear it on stage." I was like, "Yeah." So I grabbed one and gave it to him. First song, he goes up on stage. Where Scarhead throws the hat in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> like two seconds. Two seconds into the set. <laughs> Yo, I will say I remember that day because it, it was a it was a big festival. And I think homeboy from fucking integrity was there. No. Yes, he was there. His band. Dwayne was there. I heard and, you say something nice about integrity recently. Yes, I'm, uh, listen, I'm just saying. It was on this podcast. Uh, I, listen, I listen. But by God's, we got by God's. But you know what I'm saying? I saw he was there. I saw him. I was. I remember. I, was, I, I remember that someone <laughs> was saying, but me and Trevor Perez got banged out hard, and I was, <laughs> I was like, "Let's go!" And I remember, I I remember the guy Dwindu was there, and I was like, I was like, I was like, "Oh man." I feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I didn't want, you know what I mean? Like, because it, it, anything can ignite something else in that, that, that part. You know what I mean? Like, even if yeah, imagine, the, the switch was. Switch could go was, off eight seconds. Was. You know, be, be, if someone came up to me like, hey, I'm sorry about that. I'd be like, fuck you, nigga. Get away from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you almost killed me. Like, you know what I mean? like, uh, it's like, you, you understand what I'm talking about? So, with that, I remember, I remember playing. That's the thing I was. I threw. I remember. I, I remember. You. Uh, someone else gave me a. I gave Trevor Perez a scarhead, pulley or uh, zip code, like 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 running running track suits. And it was just weird to see him with a scarhead <laughs> track suit. Like like, like you know how ill that nigga is. It's like, but but I can't stop laughing. I, I did a song with Vogel, and he killed it, man. He killed. You know, it's, it's like you know when I do vocals with these other guys, I love doing. Guys can hold their own, and Vogel fucking always holds his own. More, more than uh, other than people who who get the recognition. Dude, we I, I've been blessed. I can scream loud. That's all I can do. Scream. I, <laughs> I've been blessed to invite myself twice into the studio to get to do gang vocals on on Terror Records, and and I, it's a blast. Yeah, always, it must be hilarious, must be hilarious right? I, yeah, it was like as soon as, especially on this last one. Like, uh, shout out to Yvonne. I saw that you guys were oh, Jersey, sure. and I and you know Yvonne has no shame. Whereas me, I won't even ask somebody because I always feel like I'm bothering. I, but I did. I did yeah. see Yvonne. I said, oh, I said, yo, I said, please ask if we could go do backups. So we got to go, and it was it was fucking it's awesome. And it's always a good time to hang out with you guys. So, um, yeah. So that's I mean that's pretty much a, a wrap with Vogel. Unless we got anything else. I mean, dude, I could talk for hours about a bunch of shit, but I don't know how much I don't know how much of it could be on the air. Um, oh God. I'm looking forward for the the second half of this, the Dante Ross. I want to hear what he's got to say. (laughs) That guy's got got cooler stories than me. No, no way, man. (laughs) Listen, man. Oh, yeah. Vogel. Oh, yeah. Shout out to you, dude. No way, man. Shout out to you, dude, for doing this. Scott Vogel, thank you so much, brother. Thanks for having me. Shout out. And and, uh, I got to say, man, one of the coolest things about Terror is that they still – Unlike a lot of legacy bands, they still support young bands. They take out young bands. They haven't Dude, sold have out. Seen, yeah, I've seen so many cool new bands that I sold out. wouldn't know if it wasn't for uh, for Tara and those dudes. So, so, dude, Vogel, again, shout out to you guys for, for fucking really doing it the right way, man. Big, big up to you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks awesome. for all the kind words and for having me, guys. Of course, man. Where can everybody catch up with you online? Plug the new Terror site. Sure. Plug the, all the, the goodies really quick. The new terror site is sticktight.la, and 
Me personally, I'm on Instagram. I am finally. <laughs> Wait and, a minute. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's stupidity. It's nothing. And then uh, <laughs> that's it. Tara's got a Facebook and all that shit. But awesome, man. Yeah, and, and we'll plug all that. So. I'm glad that we got to get you guys together finally on this. Uh, we've talked about it for a long time and exchanged some stories. So, Vogel, thank you so much. Uh, we will. I'll hopefully Vogel, see I love you. you. Listen, Vogel, I miss you. I love hope you I guys see you soon, man. I, I will. I will hit you up. I will hit you up the song. It only two features: Scott Vogel and Mark McGrath. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to go, baby. I love it. Thanks, Scott. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. And we're back with our second guest of the night. I'm really excited for this one. Everybody who knows me knows I'm a fucking uh, music uh, industry, quote-unquote, geek. I love talking <laughs> about labels and history and all of this shit. Uh, my, being one of those people myself, I uh, look up to people like Dante who works on some fucking really cool shit. So everybody, please welcome to Diablo's Den, one of Danny's uh, old good friends and uh, guest, fucking Dante Ross. What's up, man? How are you guys doing? What's cracking? Dante, Dante how are you, man? Thank you so much for joining us on the, the Corona Chronicles, man. How you been during this whole uh, this whole shitty uh, thing going on? I'm as I'm, you know as as good as can be, all things considered. You know what I mean? It's like, what are we gonna do, right? We're all dealing with fucking something that's like uncharted territory. So let's try and keep the PMA, man. Try and stay in the gym, get outside, fucking go hike hit the beach, hang out with my wife, like do yoga. It's mad weird, right? Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> try, to, try to turn into John Bloodclot. Not really, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, be healthy and keep it together. And, you know, I think uh, just trying to stay positive, man. You know, I, I try and stay in the day. I do it the one day at a time. That's the only way I can. That's awesome, man. Um, so, so Dante, for our listeners who aren't super familiar with you, give us what we call just the elevator pitch on just uh, – I mean, dude, you have such a storied past coming from, and we're going to touch on all of those things, but real quick, just tell the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, I'm a New York kid, grew up in the Lower East Side, and, and I was a, a punk rock kid, ran around with, like, the, the Beasties and Luscious Jackson girls um, and, and John Bloodcloud and all those guys were around, and, and I kind of moved over to, to loving hip-hop at some point. I ended up getting a job in the music business because of my friend, the Beastie Boys, and and I signed a bunch of bands, including like Brand Nubian, and Pete Roxy, L. Smooth. Sick. I produced uh, around that time, like uh, Third Base. I worked with them and and uh, Grand Poobah, and I signed Brand Nubians and and Old Dirty Bastard, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah, man, uh, Cra- the craziest <laughs> resume. Like it, it doesn't um, even scratch the surface. You know, Buster Rhymes and, and a whole bunch <laughs> of other I also made this record with this guy Everlast, Little Mix. <laughs> That that sold some records, you know, so Whitey Ford sings the blues, and and I just been around music uh, most of my adult life, and and prior to my adult life, I feel like like Danny is in the same category, kind of. We we're street kids, and we grew up loving music, right? So yeah. I'm a music fan. Danny's like a music fan too. So being a music fan, my natural job was to kind of end up being an A and R guy, and right. I figured out very young how to scam my way into every club for free. <laughs> I got to see every free show. I saw a million shows for free, so. So, you know, it was just kind of a natural course for me to do it. And and it's funny because my whole life I know the doorman everywhere. Like whenever I go to show, even like I'm in New York, I go to like Irving Plaza, I know all those guys because they worked at Roseland, they worked every show. So yep. I somehow since I was a kid knew how to get in everywhere for free, and that's how I kind of got my job. <laughs> that's fucking awesome, man. So Also, also, Dante, Dante uh, as being like a music guy, also like, like me and Dante, we both, uh, I love playing ball, Dante – 
Dante's ill in ball. Back in the day, he was one of the ill. Look, I was nice in basketball. It's true. I, I, I took it very seriously. And, and you know, I was a skateboarder, too. So yeah. I was an athlete and, and a New York kid, you know, and like. And a graphite writer, graffiti writer, too. That as well. System. That too. Yeah. You know, I always say the things you did if you were a cool white boy when I was growing up was <laughs> you, wrote, you wrote graffiti and you skateboarded. And then you probably got into punk rock somewhere along the way. <laughs> and you know, it's funny too, Dante, one of the most interesting things, and, and maybe you can talk about this through your career too, it, it always seems like um, a lot of the hardcore punk rock kids always end up working at the labels and doing a lot of cool shit, man. I mean, I can't, uh, you know, I spent a couple of years at Sony and I'd, I can't tell you how many times I'd run into like, you know, like I would see Bill Wilson randomly or just random people, right. you know, that you just, they're like, you're, you're almost like, wait, what are you doing here? I'm doing this. And, you know, it's, and it's funny that everybody comes from this, uh, like, you know, melting pot of ideas and, you know, DIY stuff. Um, talking about that, Dante, you were exposed to some of the coolest bands. Like talk about some of those early shows, like, um, I mean, some I, of the bands I, I you've up, seen. Yeah. We, you know, like I, I got into punk rock. I was really young. I, uh, I was one of those kids and I was like, you know, I was like, God, there's got to be something fucking better than Led Zeppelin. What the fuck? Like, you, know, you know, enough with fucking Journey and all this bullshit. Um, and, and like, I was literally waiting for something to come along. And I, I didn't know about the Stooges. I didn't know about all the, the proto-punk bands yet. And and uh, I went to see The Clash when I was in I was in eighth grade, ninth grade. I saw The Clash. And, and my, you know, I, I'd heard them on the radio. And it blew, I was blown away. And, and then, you know, like, I... I borrowed the Sex Pistols record from a friend of mine, and I, I kind of never looked back. So I started going to shows early, cool. and literally, like, I saw some of the old, like, monster rock bands. Like, I saw ELO and Yes and, like, being <laughs> when I was, like, a little kid. But I also saw Parliament Funkadelic when I was, like, 13. I, was was like, you, like, I know that you love – I, I have a crazy story. But I just want to say that Dante – one time, Dante told me about – but him and Bootsy Collins used to talk all the time. By yeah, that was my man. That my boy. It's true. He used to write me letters, and, and I saved them because he signed his name with the sunglasses with the star around oh, the O. Oh, that's sick, yeah. That was so cool. And, and I love Parliament Funkadelic as a kid. And I always think before hip-hop, the blackest shit was P-Funk. Yeah. That was like if you saw yeah, dudes walking through the radio, they're playing P-Funk, you know, and you were like, okay. And, and so I love <laughs> funk, you know, I was like, I always love funk, and I always think this too with, with punk rock. Like, black music was always cool. Like, Rick James was cool as punk rock as we were, right? Yeah. Well, kind of like it always it went outside of the borderlines where, where look, man, like Led Zeppelin. I, I learned to love them again later in life, but there was like a long term of my life when I they were the enemy, right? Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so so you know, I got to see the Clash early on. I saw Sham '69. Um, I saw the specials a bunch of times. I love so sick, that man. Back stuff. Then, back then, must be crazy. Wow, right? it was incredible. I saw him in 1980 at the Diplomat Hotel. Whoa. The stage was like, you know, two feet off the ground. I saw Madness at Tier Three. Blood Cloud was a doorman. Like this wow. was <laughs> Like so, I'm a little kid, you know. And I, I'm a little kid, and we're going to all these shows, and then I, I discovered the Bad Brains. Like my friend John Paredes, I was kind of like. I wasn't full punk rock yet. I was kind of like a new wave kid. You know, I had like <laughs> kind of like I had a flat top. I was like fucking wearing a bowling shirt. I was that kid. And, and, and fucking my boy, John Paredes, who, whose sister, um, Melissa, she went out with Daryl. And she he was like, yo, you got to see this band, The Bad Brains. And I was like, whatever. And he's like, no, nah, man, check them out. I like we skated around and me and my friends like skated over to the show. And uh, I remember I saw like, 
my friend Miles Kelly was there and, and a couple other kids who I kind of knew. And, and they used to be like skateboard regular kids like me. And they were like looking punk rock now. And I was like, oh shit, this is bugged out. <laughs> yeah, well, graffiti. It's like Mackie's crew. Like all the dudes were in that band Frontline. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, let me make sure. Okay, I'm gonna. I may lose you guys for a second. I'll log back in. Okay. Because my net is fucked up. Okay. Yo, E, fix your microphone too, Dan. E. Oh, my, my microphone's off. Yeah, it's not, you sound really far away. Now? How about yeah, now? It's better now. I should be, I should be on now. Now? So, Sounds better? What was that? Do no, Dante, Dante, you're good. E, you sound really far away. Put your oh, head, yeah, put your mic back on. on. Yeah, I was on. Hang on. I was, I lost my 5G for a second for some reason. It's okay. Hang on one second. Get lit. E just sounds really far away. I got you. I, I, I took off the, uh, you took the mic, mic off. Yeah, put it back, back on. Hold on. That's better. Much better. Okay, great. So, so yeah, so I was, uh, I went to see the Bad Brains, yeah. man, and, and I got to say, it was like, you know, seeing the class was one thing, but like, the Bad Brains made the Clash look like the Bay City Rollers or something to me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> the, the energy, the energy. Oh man, it was like I never, honestly, like to this day, I've, I've really only a few things have come close to that, and nothing's ever topped it. Just the energy, the cathartic energy, it, it changed my entire way I look at outlook. Outlook, yeah, like, a live band, a live, like when a band could deliver live, that's how. That's how that you know those, those motherfuckers are real shit, man. I mean, like, like, I still think that the Bad Brains like they never the closest they came is the worker set, but they they still never as great as that is. Yeah. How great they were live is never on wax, right? Yeah, yeah. you can't, you can't. You so know, I, I, I mean, I became a Bad Brains fanatic, and and you know, me and all my friends fucking were were, and this shows that also one seven one eight. It's before they had recorded the album. They yeah. only had me to come out, right? Oh, that's crazy. So. so so we, you know, we became friends with them, like, and we all hung out at this place. Rat Cage Records was downstairs, then it moved. Yeah. And so that's where we hung out. We became friends with the Bad Brains, and, and it was like our version of what was going on in England, I guess. And, and in England, they loved reggae, right? So in America, and I love reggae, too. I loved all the old, old rockers back then, but, but rap was our reggae, right? right? So we, like, Rapper's Delight or whatever was out was that was what we were fucking with and and after a while hardcore got a little boring to me I, I'll be honest like I had this friend John Barry rest in peace he was in the Beastie Boys uh, he was like my best friend and after we went to a show one night like we saw MDC and and they were like whatever but we all went back to the studio in West Beth all the frontline guys and we were like drunk and like wrestling around and and John was like yo you ever think like, there's no fucking girls hanging out. Like, we gotta get. <laughs> it's a little, guys, it's a little gay. Like, we're running around with our shirts off. Like, there's the girls at, you know? And, and he, yep. like, you're right. So he, he convinced us we should start hanging out at Dance Interior. So we did. And, and, and through that, we kind of like moved around musically. And, and I guess hardcore, like, the Bad Rains broke up like 17 times already, right? They were like a reggae band. Like, it's all just. It's all getting convoluted and and like no you know agnostic front like I like those guys they're my friends but but musically it wasn't my cup of tea necessarily. Yeah, it, it was it was it was like straight up like more straightforward too back then with the punk rock and into like like the thrash guitar player right and so right. and, and, and later well, then later on I met I met Dante when he was like heavy doing A and R stuff but I but I. When we got into hardcore, like my 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 generation, Matt, Freddie, we were already destroying the scene. And people were like, <laughs> "You guys were right," and and so when it started, 
<laughs> fuck it all up. Roger and them were fucking it up, right? And we were friends with them. This is what's so funny. Like we were, we were um city kids, so we're you know we're maybe a little more progressive the way we think, right? We're yeah. not as tough as these guys, you know. Like honestly, we weren't tough. I was like, I was I wasn't that tough. So you know, and and like Jimmy, it's funny because Jimmy was my boy. Like I knew Jimmy before punk rock. I knew Jimmy when I was new wave and had my like, Christian. Stop Hulk. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. Going to Queens, skating at the pyramids. And I remember, <laughs> oh, yeah. I always will remember that. He's like, yo, Dante, I remember you were like new wave and you were like cool before I came to this. <laughs> Jimmy's like my brother forever. He was really <laughs> down with our whole crew, like the BCs, like our whole thing. And, and so Murphy's law was, was great to me also. I love them. So, so, yeah, but as tougher and tougher and tougher, we kind of moved a, a, around, right? We're looking for girls and we're like, <laughs> you know, kind of like pretty boys a little bit. And, and so, so we ended up though, like really loving rap music. We started going to the Roxy. So we would literally see the bad brands on Friday. I mean, on, on Friday, we go to the Roxy Saturday, we'd see the bad brands at CB's. Like this was like our routine and, and and we loved rap music and and all this other stuff was coming to play different kind of music and and I guess I, I like some stuff that was softer I was like liking the Talking Heads and even the Cure all this other stuff Cure is amazing yeah that stuff was all great music and I saw all those bands I saw I saw everyone I saw because I could get in free to Danceteria so I saw every band that played there and everyone nice. played from like Bauhaus to the Selector That's to sick. like the Cure Susie and the Banshees I saw all these bands. I saw the ball, the buzzcocks. I saw like I've seen every punk rock man because we also would go to, to Irving Plaza to a lot of shows. Yeah. And the art somehow they let the girls from Luscious Jackson, Gabby Glazer had the guest list. She just <laughs> she's like, Oh, you're on the list. So we go to every show. I mean, I, you know, I, and and hardcore for me had kind of wound down. Like I, at the Bad Brains breaking up and Black Flag, once they got too weird, I kind of stopped listening. <laughs> It got too arty. I was like, <laughs> well, hip hop starts becoming more and more prominent. And, and for all of us, me and all my friends, and I swear to God, we heard sucker MCs. And, and to me, when I heard that record, it was the most punk rock shit I'd ever heard. And I'd already have a bunch of rap music, right? Like I'd seen the fearless four and African Bambata, but those guys kind of dressed like a broke Rick James, right? It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Mad Max, Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it, was a, it was a crazy look with the nine belts. It's like, <laughs> fucked up. And so, so <laughs> red leather shit. They dressed like Eddie Murphy kind of dressed like that. <laughs> so, so I like, I went to see Run DMC's first show. Well, I heard the record. I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. I remember I bought it, but I went to see their first show, like, in Manhattan, which was at at Danceteria, and, and I went with the Beasties, and all of us went, and and like it, it was the craziest. They only did three songs. They only had three songs. It was it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And what I what I remember the most about it was rap music was kind of a little musical. They were like anti music. <laughs> it was like, and they dressed just like the audience. So I was like, I didn't. I wasn't smart enough then to realize this, but basically it was black punk rock, right? <laughs> black punk rock, but I didn't put, you know, I can say that now. Then I didn't know that. Just something appealed to me on the same cathartic level that the Bad Brains appealed to me. Right. Yeah. And, and I signed on. I was like, this is the new thing. This is what I'm I'm into. Dope. And, and you know, all my friends, you know, that's kind of where our, our cultural shift 
went. And, you know, we already wrote graffiti. And, look, I had a million – half my friends are black and Puerto Rican growing up and, you know, because of where I grew up. So, so for me, it was, like, natural, right? It was just like – That's know, a step. That's right. Progression. Natural. Natural. We just fell right in. And, 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 you know, the Beasties, like, I don't care what they say. is like they're rapping. Like, it was kind of a joke at first. Like, they were kind of like, this rap shit's funny. Yeah. And, then, and then they – they became more and more enamored and part of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah, definitely. So Dante, can I talk, let's, let's talk a little bit about your journey from like, like you said, being a fan of music. Did, what was your first mm -hmm. thing? Production? Is that how you got into like, no, no, I was an A&R guy for first. I mean, I was a tour manager. So when I was really young, I went on the road with the beasties and their road manager, um, made me his slave, this dude who passed away named, named Sean Karazoff, the captain. And if you ever read any of the beasties book and all that, he's in there pretty prominently. So he um, he had worked with Madness. He was English, and he was a, he. We all looked up to him. And he was like a little dude. He was tough as nails. Like he was ill. So so I he made me a slave on the road, and taught me what I didn't know is he was teaching me how to be a road manager. Nice. And so we got off the road, and and I I was working for for Leor at, at Rush Productions, and you know the, they managed to the Beasties and Run DMC LL and blah blah blah, and and um, Eric B and Rakim had just signed him. They needed a road manager. And Sean was like, Leo Dante can do that shit. He, he was my slave for like a year. He can do <laughs> so, so they gave me the job and I went out there and, and um, I commanded respect pretty quick. Somehow I, I just pretended I was Sean I just <laughs> like him. So, so from there I, I did that for a year and I, I came back and I got a, a job at Tommy boy at being I was, a, I was, I started as the office messenger. I was a gopher. I would, no I would, shit. I'd fuck up Leor's lunch every day. He'd be like, "I said shrimp <laughs> fried rice, not pork fried rice." I, I want to talk. Yeah, I want to. You fucking asshole! Right? I want to so, ask you a little bit about working with Leor before we get into the Time Boy thing because uh, I know that's part of your your story, man. What what was that like? Like especially in crazy. Those that guy was out of his mind. He was like the most impressive <laughs> fucking guy. He's he was fucking nuts, larger than life. And you know, I gotta say this one thing. I'll say about Leor. That's the most fearless motherfucker I've ever seen. I mean, it helps when you're 6'5", right? Yeah. A, <laughs> but he was fearless. Like, I've seen the most gangster dudes screaming at him, and he's like, pays it no mind. So, so and he taught me a lot, man. I learned I learned how to have thick skin. Um, I learned that things won't always go your way, that, that sometimes you got to suck it up and then never buckle. That's the main thing I learned. And I kind of already had that mentality. You never, never buckle. You yeah. buckle one time, you're going to buckle forever. Right. And he's that guy. And he, he kind of reinforced that, um, in me. And, and, uh, so, so I got off the road and it was like no job for me. So I, I started trying to get a job and, and I ended up getting an A&R job at Tommy boy. Um, and, and it goes back to me being on the road because daddy over from Stetson Sonic was on the road with us. So they were signed to rush, but they weren't, they weren't like, they weren't a list. Right. But I had to take everyone to radio in the morning. I would get those dudes and bring them with me. Oh, take them on like the promo cool. tours and shit. That's cool. Promo, exactly. That's man, cool. Yeah, because they were my people. Because they were fucking yeah. man cool. Because he was my man. And and me and Daddy O started like um, I'm always interested in theology, which is weird. Um, because probably because I'm raised Catholic. Um, my father's Jewish, and religion is pretty much bullshit. Yeah. So, but I always believed in God. So, so he, man, <laughs> he was a Muslim and, and we would talk about, let's see, give me a lot of books. He gave me this book, the power of positive, uh, positive thinking. I mean, the power of magnetic thinking by Raghwan Bagnish and all these like philosophical books. And we became, he was like my mentor. So he 
got me the job at Tommy Boy. That's he awesome. Went, oh, I didn't know he that. told them like, yo, you should hire my man Dante. He knows everybody. So I, I ended up getting the job really thanks to Daddy-O. And um, one of the first things I ever did was help do A&R on Stetsasonic's record and pull gear. That's so sick, man. And then so, and you had some really big records at Tommy Boy. Can you talk a little I bit did. about Yeah, talk a little yeah. bit about those because those are fuck. I mean, for our I listeners, they, they probably don't even realize that you might have worked on some of these records. Go, well, go ahead, Dante. De La Soul. So De La Soul, they were going to get signed to Tommy Boy. And actually, so Daddy, Daddy-O gets me the interview and, <clears throat> and they played me. Um, Monica Lynch played me De La Soul and I, I fucking thought it was amazing. So she told me I got the job right before Christmas. And she was like, in that group that you liked, I was like, yeah, she's like, you're going to be their A&R guy. That's awesome. So I get the job and I get De La on my lap. <laughs> so I'm working with De La. Um, and while I'm working with De La, I'm hanging out at this club called the Latin Quarters like all the time, every, every Friday night. And that shit was, let me tell you something. There was only, only two other white people I've ever seen there. And that's my friend Dave Funk and Klein who died. And, MC Search, the, <laughs> the, the the often um, yeah MC Search we have you know whatever Search is Search so, <laughs> so um, he's often maligned but I love him and I, I I gotta say that because I don't think people say that enough about him so so um, I I um I meet this guy this guy comes up to me and he he was he was he looked too soft to be there and he was like. You know, they Ross and I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, I'm DJ Mark, the 45 King, and I was like, what? Because I thought it was gonna be like a brolic because his beats were crazy and rather play all the promos. He asked me if I want to hear some shit, and he he handed me his sweaty headphones. Yeah. I'll never forget that. And I had his soggy headphones on. <laughs> and I was like, yo, you gotta come, come and bring me groups. And and he called me with Fat Five Freddy, and, and him and Freddie played me Latifah over the phone. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Cool. They played me Wrath of My Madness. And then I was like, yo, come come to the office. Bring bring her and bring all your artists. And he did him. I don't know why Fat Freddie wasn't there. Freddie was my man too back then. Um and and um so, was there? What was that? Shakim? Fix your Mikey. Nah, Shakim wasn't there yet. Fat Fat Freddie. Shakim wasn't in the picture yet. Um so so um they brought they brought Latifah to us and we signed it right away. We signed it. Dante, like, when you, so when you heard Latifah right away, you were like, you knew right away because one she was first um she did some i i she combined a lot of things she was singing rapping and, and had a little dance hall in there mm-hmm. so yeah. I, was like, I was like oh shit and 45 king so that's me. i never heard of i never heard a female who rapped that good up to that point and, and really i'm not a fan of female rappers i've only really liked three or four ever and that's probably like latifah mc light lauren hill right so, yeah. so that's and, a list though yeah right that's that's the ones to me so we signed her, and then uh, later on, Digital Underground landed in my lap. This yeah. guy named Ed Strickland brought me Digital Underground. He he was like, yo, this record's really cool. It's from the Bay Area. He's a radio guy or indie guy. And he brought it to me, and I was like, oh, we need to sign this, and we signed Digital Underground. Yeah, let's that I mean, do that. That's such a cr- – and it was crazy because so uh, I remember buying the single – um, and that shit was just fucking huge. And I, I mean, one of the one things that I was saying to E before you came on was I've always remembered the Tommy Boy logo being on all my singles because you guys had like the freestyle collections with TKA and all all of the fucking yeah. shit that I love freestyle. I still listen to that shit. <laughs> I love freestyle. Hip hop clubs for like music, but then we go to the freestyle club for Puerto Rican right, girls. Yeah, of yeah, course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Try to put a Rican girlfriend. Who was in that group? Seduction. She had mad big hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I, I, you know, I love Spanish girls. So that was like freestyle. <laughs> Yo, so Dante, when you, when you heard that digital underground single, you were saying that came through, through a radio indie guy. Was that a lot of how, what back in the day, was that how? Not, you could- not really. This guy, Ed Strickland was, um, he, he did indie at a lot of places. We end up hiring him at Tommy boy. And, and he was my man. I knew Ed cause Ed was a promo guy from DC actually. And he, I knew him from being on tour, Eric being rock him. All right. And Easy Ed Strickland, he had a Jerry Curl. He was ill. Uh, <laughs> Easy Ed Strickland brought us the record, and it was Do What You Like. No, it was Underwater Rhymes. Wow. Their first one, it was on TNT Records, and we signed it. Um, and the first one we put out was Do What You Like. That's and that connected, but it wasn't a massive hit. Then, then I actually left to take my next job at Electra. Then Humpty Dance comes out and blows up. Yeah. And, and I would have got a, I would have got more money. But, yeah, but dude, well, you, I mean, you had quite the career at at Electra too. They also let me do what I, you know, Electra had no one second guessing me. Let me do what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. that's that, that must have been great. Dante, do you feel like as somebody, and again, this I'm probably just asking for myself, but do you feel like as somebody in the music industry that that's really how you were able to excel? That somebody just let you wow. kind of say one, like, yo, look, man, do your thing, bring it to us, you know, ready to put on a shelf, and we'll fucking go. So you know, one thing I. I I know um, having been people's bosses is you got to have belief in your people and you have to either let them fail or win, sink or swim, right? So my boss, Bob Krasnow, who's like a legend, rest in peace, he he signed Parliament Funkadelic to Warner Brothers. Um, he he let me do my thing. He was like, I trust you. And and what people don't know is the first record I put out there was a flop. It was a girl named Shazzy. It flopped. And, and um, he didn't care. He's like, I don't care. Oh, like, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Keep as going. Like you'll get one. Don't worry about it, kid. And the second one was brand new. That's sick. Yeah. That's, am- that's amazing, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's great. He let me sign. The one thing he didn't. He, there's two records he didn't let me sign. He let, didn't let me sign Cypress Hill because oh, kill him, man. Because we had the Ice T problem within Warner Brothers. Yeah, the so syndicate. All right. All right. It was going to be problematic because he was like he asked me what is this song about. I said he's talking about killing a cop who comes in his house. Yeah, we can't put the song out. He's like, I think it's cool. You believe in it, but we're not going to be able to do it. So we didn't do that. And and the other group I didn't sign was um, uh, the Grave Diggers because the, oh, yeah, the su- right. it's a suicide. So he was like, we're not doing that. Um, so so um, <laughs> the Grave Diggers, you know, that might not have been the biggest loss. Cypress was a big loss because Cypress would have would have put us um, probably over the top, and and it would have fit right in with what I'm doing. And the band I didn't sign. On my own accord was House of Pain. And I didn't sign House of Pain because I just thought it would become too problematic with the groups I had signed. Like I could see all my artists who were artists of color being upset at the white boys right. and making it harder. So I didn't sign it. But let's, uh, let, let's but connect. Uh, oh, go ahead, E. I was just saying, and then, then you fucking worked with Emily. I was going to say, that, let's, that connect- change the yeah, let's, let's connect so one of those. Are, were and are really tight. Yeah. And I was a big champion of of Cypress Hill and everything Muggs did. And yes. those guys all knew that. So Shout I'm, out to Muggs. Shout out Muggs. I mean, yeah. I'm a soul assassin. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. rock with them. It's like on my body, like tattooed. So, yeah. so I've been rocking with them forever. So, you know, they fell into New York. I'm like the first dude they called back in the day. And and so, you know, I stayed connected to those guys forever. I mean, you know, my, my back piece is done by cartoon. Like, so I stayed close to those guys forever. Um, and, and, that eventually, in a way, is why I ended up working with Everlast. Yep. I mean, I, me and Everlast were like, we're like the same person from different places. 
<laughs> well, we're very very similar. Dante, talk a little bit about how the so for the the, the fans and listeners who do, who are listening and don't know what record we're talking about, we're obviously talking about Whitey Ford sings the blues. Dante, yeah. can you tell uh, Isaac and the listeners and myself a little bit about how that record comes together? Again, your most people will remember him from Jump Around and that whole thing, yeah. and then you you come out with a you know I mean I remember that being on pretty much you know like what I guess it would be like what modern rock radio now. Yeah. yeah, it was like a staple. I mean, it still is. I feel like he must. Like K Rock record. Yeah. So, how did that all come together? And whose idea was it to like, like, was that like an A thing, or did that project come together done to you? Or that was definitely your sound, Dante. You mean like that's your, your the production? Yeah. When I hear, when I hear when I heard that record and, and just hear records like that, I know your sound. Right, because it's it's a combination of all the things I've done yeah. and do. It's like, cause you know. I'm a white boy. I grew up like my mom played Neil Young. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, when, those, when I heard the, the homegirl from the brand new heavy, heavies on it, I knew that like right. Oh, shit. That that's totally you, CeeLo. All that shit's you, B. I, I know that music wise, production wise, if people don't really understand that artists are great, like but like production is a real key thing. Again, like if you don't like you you meet someone later down the line and you work with someone like oh shit man it was, it, it, like. Every time I work with a different producer, you learn something new. And I always, or, or a new engineer, I learn something new, a new trick, a, 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 another way to do something. So I'm always like taking it in, taking it in, no matter who it is. You know what I mean? So, but production wise, you hear stuff. I'm like, oh, shit, Dante, that's Dante magic. <laughs> you know when you say that, because I'm a sponge. When I was a kid, I was around the Bad Rams when they made the first record, right? And yeah. I remember asking Jerry Williams what he was doing. He's like, oh, this is a compressor. You need to learn about this. Yeah. He showed me a compressor when I'm 16 years old. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. that. You know, Jerry was like, yo, you, you know, check this out. And Jerry would like, yo, go run the cable here. Go do that. You know, so I was around helping out a little bit. Um, you know, so, so, and I'm like, yo, I'm a sponge. I always pick it up along the way. So the everlasting was me and him, we, um, I was managing Sadat X and he had a record he was making for Loud and Everlast and me linked up somewhere in LA. We ended up hanging out one night, bugging out. And <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of fun. We got drunk, we just fucking bugging out. So I was like, I love this guy. And we ended up going to the Super Bowl that year. Um, yeah. and, awesome. <laughs> and this is like House of Pain is falling apart. Like, yeah. you know, it's like the last record comes out. And if you, I'm in a video, House of Pain video, fed up with your man Peter Green. <laughs> I, was just, I was just with him like two nights Yo, ago with him. Dante, Dante <laughs> Peter Green is like a woven thread through this entire show because everybody <laughs> has like that. It's great. Yo, <laughs> man, so crazy, that guy. Like, <laughs> like, and when I met him, he's, you know what he said to me? He goes, Dante, Dante Ross. I go, yeah. He goes, you know that scumbag Jerry Dean, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry Dean. I see him everywhere now. Yo, 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 does a song with Everlast with that last House of Pain record. And we all end up hanging out a lot. When he comes to New York, yeah. we take him out. And you know who we always hung out with? Isaac, um, Manny Stacks. 
Man, oh, you got locked up. Yeah, because that's like, my no, right remember hand. there was a boy. I see man sack. That's my right yes. hand. So yeah. I had to, he I had to do something to Everlast and and that's our crew. When Everlast comes yeah. in, like Nisa.x, Alamo. Yeah. Shout out to Manny Stacks. Stacks. It's it's a crazy crew. We're, we're a very <laughs> <it's definitely laughs> a white trash, Puerto Ricans, black guys, <laughs> fucked up crew. Oh. And so me and Eric become really tight and and he's got a you know, he breaks up the band. He's still on Tommy Boy. And, yeah. and, and our friend, my friend Albie works there. And Eric had always wanted to work with me. He always was like, yeah, we should work on some shit. So I gave him a couple of beats and and he liked one. And and it became that song Dollar Bill that's on the album. That's a, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's awesome. a hard fucking song, Dang, bro. That's the first one we did. Then we did did another one. I had my, my man did it for him. And it was ends, but it was a rap song. And... and and then, so I was, he was living in my house. Like he was staying with me in New York. He just didn't want to be in LA. He was in my house for like months at a time. And um, I, I was like, back then I was just like, I, I was smashing anything that moved, everything. <laughs> like, and he was like on my couch, like Jesus fucking Christ, bro. <laughs> so I came in one night. This is why I remember this. Cause if you know me, um, I don't mess with the, you know, most of the women I date in my life are, are, Latin or Asian. Um, <laughs> so, so, so I walked in with this white girl I was messing with. And Eric was on the... Oh, so I, I got to backtrack a little. So I had acoustic guitar in my studio. And we were working on rap records, though. And and Eric um, was like, yo, can I can I borrow this? I was like, yeah. Um, I think it might need a new string. He was like, no, I'm tuned it up. And he took my... my um, I had a, a hummingbird. He took it home. And... Um, I knew he could play guitar. I knew he could sing a little because he had. I've been in his house. He'd be play like Soundgarden songs. He had guitars around and shit, and and he like he he liked grunge a lot, which is kind of cool to me too because I like grunge and and so um he took it home and so I come I come home with this white chick Shannon and and he, he's Irish too. She had the the white skin with green eyes and, and I walked up the stairs and um Eric was on on the couch with the guitar and he looked at me and said. Home team? Happened. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, boy. Like that. And she's like, what's that about? I was like, oh, nothing, nothing. And so one thing leads to another. I'm in my bedroom, bong bong, and, and um, I, you know, I'm hanging out with homegirl, and, and I'm in my boxers, like, and I hear, I hear Eric playing what it's like. I hear them playing that shit. And I ran out. Of, I, I ran out of my box. <laughs> what the fuck is that? He said, yo, it's a song I wrote like a year ago. I said, yo, he was singing too. I said, do that shit, play that shit again. Played that shit again. I said, yo, that shit's dope. He said, you think? I said, yeah. I said, I said we, should, we should record that. He said, I don't want to do that. I said, why? He said, um, I'm scared that once I do that, I can't go backwards. I said, fuck going backwards. Let's go forwards. That's awesome. Said, yeah. He said, word. I said, yeah, yeah. And he was reluctant. But um, I kept convincing him. Like I, I was working on it. So, so we went to the studio the next day. I said, yo, man, we had, cause we had another guitar down there too. And I was like, um, yo man, play that song for Gamble, my partner, John Gamble. Shout oh, out. And, and he played it for him. And John was like, it's just dope. And I was like, yo, we should record that. And Eric was like, I don't know, man. I was like, yo, we should record that. And I stayed on him for a couple of days. <laughs> and he came back to the studio again. And I was like, yo man, let's record that. He's like, well, I don't know. What's the, what are we going to do? I said, yo, I got drums for it. And, and I kind of, almost knew what the tempo was and i had the sp1200 set up and i just i chopped up that that um that bismarck e beat yeah and i was like yo here's the beat and he was like 
yo, that, that works. And I was like, yeah, I know it does. So yeah, <laughs> such, such a sick, what, what an awesome track, especially at the time. Cause it, there was nothing that really sounded like it. Yeah. Right. It was unique. And, and he, um, he killed it. Yo, the vocal that's on the record is his second take. Oh shit. Star two. Cause we, we recorded to a 16 track one inch that I had in my studio and we ended up transferring that tape and using that, that pass. That's exactly what it is. And, and my, I, I think Gamble played bass on it too, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I can't really remember, but, but that demo became a song. And then we also recorded seven years and recorded the letter. We did them all in a week. And then we gave Tommy Boy the demo, which was um, seven years, dollar bill, the letter, what it's like. And I think that might've been it. I think it was That's just dope, those four. And we gave, and they all four made the album. And Tommy Boy, I remember Monica Lynch and my man Albie. You remember Albie? How was it? He used to be like a party promoter. He was A and R guy. He's a white boy. Yeah, all the girls. He was like all the girls loved him. So Albie was the A and R guy, and they called me up and they were like, "Yo, we love this. We don't know what the hell it is, but we want you to do the whole." <laughs> I tell you right now, right now, it's it. it, it, it it started a whole fucking movement. Yeah, artists like that. It's like, like to me, to me, I always, I always laugh, but I love Everlast. Like, this, like he's an underrated musician, but he's uh, his rhyme style is dope. He's the first guy I ever saw rhyme without writing anything down. You know I mean, right? Like, yeah, right he never there, writes anything down. No, never, right there, I'm, looking right at the thing, looking at the, the, the computer, and he's like, "I got it." I'm like, I, "What you got?" And I'm like, and he's like, "Let's do it." He's amazing. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking quick in the studio too. Like he's one of them dudes in the studio. He's fast. He has the one thing I always, besides the fact he's a very good songwriter, Everlast has a, a great sense of rhythm. His yeah. sense of timing, you almost never have to punch him. Like his his vocal takes usually first or second is to keep yeah. on the album. Yeah, he's dope. He's dope. He do the thing that I love artists to do. Let me do my thing. Right. He'd be like, oh, there's my vocals. Do you? I trust you. Um, <laughs> and, and and I always love that. Um, and, and usually what I wanted to do was right in line with what he wants to do. We rarely ever disagreed in the studio. And, and so make, oh, and, and I forgot to say this. So I wanted to work with a guy like Everlast cause I was watching Beck yep. and, yeah. and this rock rage against the machine and this rock rap thing. And the beasties was, was all around me, but it wasn't full blown yet. There yeah. wasn't biscuit and corn yet, right? That wasn't fully fully on yet. And um You did you did it in a way that wasn't wasn't corny because most of that shit is right, corny. Right, right. Was, I wanted to do something that, that had soul and yeah. I literally what no one knows is I had done a demo for you know these guys, roguish armament. Oh, they're chippy and chippy them. Yeah, yeah so I did this demo so after I had made a couple of records and and um I wanted to make them my back. Right. Oh, and, and we had a record deal on the table for them, and Danny blew it. Danny, the, he the, the Hesher thing. Yeah, it was before Hesher. Right, it ended right, up right. becoming Hesher. So, so I had figured out maybe a way to do rock rap, and I'd done a remix for like Chiba Mono and a couple other people. I had been playing in the space a little bit. Um, I worked with Doggy Dog and tried to do some shit like that. I remember that too. too. I remember that. So, so I went in. I kind of had a couple ex experiments, right? Doggy Dog, Roguish Armament. I had a Beastie Boys remix, so I had experimented a little bit how to do it. By the time I got to Everlast, I had figured it out. I had got my own style. And and I can't say that that um, I, I liked Beck's record a lot, and I liked the Dust Brothers. 
Yeah. And I always thought I could do that. I could do a better version, not better, a more soulful version of that. More my, streets. My more that, streets. That more was, streets. Yeah. Right. Because this is kitschy. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Beck with a bad attitude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we made the record. We went to LA, me and John. I, I missed it so crazy. We shipped out 14 crates of records, all of our equipment, built a studio just like ours in his house. That's and we made crazy. the record. We, we That's made fucking record. amazing. That's bro. dope. And no, we, this is before people recorded at home. Yes, we yes. the whole record in the house. The you whole know, I, I love your your studio in West Beth was the best studio in the world to me. I love that. I love That's the crazy. whole feeling. I love the feeling that I had to go all the way to the West Side and go down into this fucking basement. <laughs> and it was and I was like the first time working it's funny because Dante and I are boys. Like Dante knows me from being on the street, being a fucking Ask me well, like he, one of your young he, young assholes. Even like, when you moved to Connecticut, I remember you always talk, talking about Dante in the office. You and I would talk about Dante, yeah. like because I, when I worked with Dante, it was it, it didn't hit me as hard as right like, now. Think about like this guy's one of the best Grammy award winning producer. He just knows we know each other. Knows me as as a, as a <laughs> man, crazy motherfucker in the club, Bill Spencer clothes, not fighting all the time with his kids. We're kids, you know what I mean? We 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 come from the same, you know, we come from yeah, the same. same. Say, he was older generation to me, so he was looking at me like, oh, God. I like, like, oh, these guys. It's just <laughs> crazy. I went to this party one time. This is so funny. It was Jessica's <laughs> party. And, and I showed up, and, and the party was shut down. And I said, what happened? They said, yo, this kid, these kids, this kid, this kid, I think you know him, Isaac. He beat this dude up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he beat him up the stairs. I said, yo, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In his voice, it reminded me a lot of you when you were younger. And I, was like, wow. and I was like, yeah, that's my little man. And they were like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's great, man. <laughs> I was about to John, he was like, yeah, that makes sense. He's like, I said, what happened? He said, yo. And they started beating dudes up. We didn't really want to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, we, we, would go to, we would go to clubs. And all, it was just funny seeing like, the people from Japan, mommy and all of them. They're like, what are you doing in this club? I'll be like, yo, I'll, turn, I'll shut the club down right now. <laughs> they, they, they don't think that, they think that yo, we're, we're from Queens and Brooklyn. We, we brought them a hand to chill. And right. it was like, first it started Sunday matinees. Then there'd be clubs, like Bill Spector's club. And poor Bill Spector had a yo, deal Bill with me. So before you guys were ruining his clubs, I was ruining his club. <laughs> I was going to Bill Spector's house. And one of my friends, I mean, his party, someone, one of my boys would stab someone or, or, oh robbed, or you know, some of them get beat up. Like it was always, it was always my friend. And I was always the one blamed because I was the only one anyone really knew. I got a story for Dante, uh, 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 Eves, rest in peace, your boy Eves. So man, I remember man. one time, I remember one time, I'm, I'm, I forgot where we were, but it was a party. And I remember Dante, is Eves outside and all of a sudden, they get into a beat, but he's right next to me. And I see Dante. And I go, yo, yo, I'm a Puerto Rican Mike and all these niggas. And we're all fucked up. And all of a sudden, it was a fight between the black, or uh, Nels. It was at Nels. Between blacks and Dominicans. And, it was, it, and we were like, who's fighting who? We're like, oh, shit. It was so crazy. And we were standing next to each other. Like, yeah, these motherfuckers. Are, and Puerto Rican Mike was so fucked up on coke. He's, he's grinding his teeth. I'm like, yo, yo. I said, get back in the fucking car. You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing me. Get in the car. He's I'm sorry. I can't stop it. <laughs> then we used to go to like Cheetahs and you motherfuckers were always in Cheetah. And you <laughs> all the other people, it was me and Eves and, and like yeah. 11 criminal dudes. And <laughs> you and your boys was the only people not black in the whole party. <laughs> <laughs> only not black. 
No, and we were all in one area, and I remember one night a crazy fight broke out, and we were watching and laughing. Like, you, know, you were like, yo, shit is crazy. Uh, dude, I, I love, I love hearing stories like that. Hey, Dante, so I know we've kept you for a while. I just one, one quick, I'm, one more quick I'm just watching basketball. I'm one, good. One more quick, <laughs> one more quick story though. I do, I do want to ask you before we let you go is, I mean, one of the biggest records an artist you worked with was San, Santana, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Tell us, I mean, I a little, dude. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, just the experience oh. and, and what you did with those records and shit. I mean, yeah, you know, I worked with them three three times. Um, the first time is the is the the most important probably. And I, um, I was, I was hot with the Everlast record. Yeah. And dude named Pete Gambart. Now he's a, he's a, he's a president of A&R at, at Atlantic records. He, um, called me up and he said, do you guys have any songs for Santana? We're going to make a record. And, and he, you know, we all like the Everlast record. And I, I bullshit him. I said, yeah, we got a song. I got a song. For it. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. And, and Everlast was coming to New York to shoot, I think, Good Morning America. I knew he was coming to town. <clears throat> and I hit him, and I was like, yo, I got the hit up from this dude at Arista about Santana. That's crazy. Um, and, and he was like, crazy. Was like, you got any songs? He's like, yeah, actually, I, I, I just wrote this song. It's like the first thing I, I wrote since I had the heart attack. And I was like, yo, it's crazy. So let's find some time when you come to New York. So we came to New York, <clears throat> and I was thinking, let me find something that feels Latin drum-wise. And I had yeah. an old song that had like a Latin kind of drum beat to it. it. had like bongos in it. It was in a casual song. And I was like, that's the drums. And I chopped the drums up. And Everlast came in and and he he played the song. I said, I got these drums. Um, what do you think? And I played them for him. He's like, yeah, this shit's just knocking. And he had the song. And then we figured out the bridge. We, we did the fake Timberland part in the bridge. I know he's talking about the, 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 the reverse thing. The reverse thing. Like exactly exactly like it goes like you know hyperkinetic um double times and then we recorded in one day and i mixed it like that day i think it was like a rough mix and i sent it to to the dude and he was like yo we really like this um you know we'll get back to you and they called me like a week later we're like yo we want you to do this and i was like okay how do we you know what's up and they're like we'll fly you to the bay area we'll get you guys all up there and, yeah, that's and crazy. we went up there and literally within the span of 10 days to two weeks from giving them from getting the phone call to giving them the demo i was in fantasy studios in san francisco recording the shit and, and what's crazy is so in that that part of the country like bay area oakland i spent a lot of time because i work with souls of mischief and yeah. then my dad lived in san francisco so it's my second home so when I was there, like I remember um, Tajay and I from Social Mission came and brought me weed at the studio. <laughs> and like I was like, it was like full circle and and we nailed it. You know, we did the song and it, we did it quick and we mixed it quick and bong was it was got put on the album. I remember I had never gotten paid that much for a song before in my life. <laughs> they asked me how much I wanted, I told them and they were like, Oh, no worries. And I was like, I should ask for twice as much. What am I stupid? <laughs> Crazy shit, man. That's, that's something crazy. But you're like, like your stuff. I tell you, Dante, your production as yeah. as a person. Like, Dante's not a, not a musician, not in a band. Nope. You know what I mean? His, nope. but his production, his ear is so fucking great, man. And I'm just saying, like, you're like he killed on the production tip. Like, there, like I, I can't really play anything. I know melody a little bit. Yeah. I know how to play melodies a little, but I'm not. I'm no musician. You have a good ear. That's what it is. You have a great ear. You know, good taste. So it's wait 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 one second I got I got a story right now Dante smile I I got listen listen but this stuff I remember one time I'll tell the story we were at 
to his funeral. Yeah, and yeah. Listen, God rest him, two rest in peace. But at Boston Michael's bugging, and you were sitting down next to me, but I remember a Dante story. MQ comes walking in outside, and you just turn around, and you look at his shoes. You're like, holy <laughs> shit, this nigga's shoes are tied so tight, he's a criminal. You're like, yeah, you're like this nigga is crazy. Yo, how crazy MQ? I was like, yeah, that nigga's crazy, bro. Yo, the old stories, he's like, that's MQ? That nigga is crazy. Yo, MQ is a phantom. Like, MQ, like, saying someone's just next to me, it's MQ. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, it, yo. Yo, that's, that's fucking great so yo dante uh before we let you go let everybody know what are you into these days man because you, you're working at a cool you got some cool shit going on so so yeah, tell me, me where you're at artist um i managed one man marlon craft he's on rca and and i'm um writing a lot i sold the tv show and and i'm Dope. writing another one you know i'm just doing a lot of writing got a book coming out i'm um I'm still involved in music, but I'm really focused on trying to write right now. And, That's and so far, so good. And, and, you know, I'm always very lucky when it comes to reinventing myself and doing something else. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, like, right now where music is, I'm not that inspired by music right now. You Crazy. know? So, so I'm trying to do some other creative stuff. And, and the main focus right now is writing. Well, especially, so I mean, with somebody like... You know, again, somebody who looks up to people like you. I mean, when you've accomplished so much in music, what else can you really do other than go try to, like move on to and climb another mountain, right? You don't want to go redo this, especially in, especially in this day and age where records aren't sold the same ways. You're not going to be able to no. like have those milestones. I mean, me and me and Danny talk about this all the time. Um, Cause I'm, I miss those days, dude. I miss the days of being able to ship, uh, you know, I, mean, I, I left my shit. job like a year ago and, and the last hit records I signed were made in Tokyo, Uber everywhere. And, and, and water by ugly God. I'm just going to say this. I'm never going to listen to those records. Right. Right. Those calculated bets, but yeah, yeah. And no knock on those guys. I signed a little yeah. dick on Macklemore too. Yeah, so, I was talking about, I was talking about also that brand new heavies, nigga. I mean, I didn't sign a brand new heavy. No, I, but I know that you on the Everlast record, that yeah. voice. I She's one of the best. When I, I mean, met I her, I met her with you, and I was like, holy shit, bro. Yeah, I did a whole record with her. She's crazy. And Dia Davenport, she can sing her ass off. She's great. Yeah. You know, I also worked with Anthony Hamilton. I worked with Macy Gray. Yeah. You know, I had records on Eight Mile. Like I worked with a lot of those guys. I remember that too. I remember that. Stoddard, but if if I could have worked with the Kendrick Lamars of today, yeah. I would. You know, if that fell in my lap, or J Cole, I'd, I'd probably be inspired. But we look at rap, right? And like eighty plus percent of it is over here, and then you got like yeah. Anthony Park and and Kendrick Lamar and J Cole and a few things over here, but. What I love about rap music is not the dominant factor in rap music anymore. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, I love Kid Cudi, but he's he's in the minority of, of what I deal with. Um, I love Run the Jewels. But I do work with Kim Marlon Craft, and, and I urge you to go listen to him. He's a fantastic rapper. He's amazing. Oh, for real? He's rap? Awesome. He's, we, we will overlay it over. Uh, we'll plug him here as you watch it. So, yo, Dante, uh, I just want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, huh. It was a, fun, a really fun conversation, especially hearing uh, your journey. Uh, Jay, Jay was really happy. To, he, he really, he's really big fan. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, man, oh. it was it was cool just to hear all the stories, man. Again, like I, I was saying to E, I feel like I could, uh, I could interview you for probably all fucking goddamn day here. So, but I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't keep uh, everybody. But uh, you know what's crazy that I didn't say in the middle of me making all those records, I was also going crazy writing graffiti everywhere. Like I was doing mad pieces. No, that's how I tell how we met. Tell how we met. 
Oh yeah, you know, I, don't, I think the whole thing. I don't even know that we even got to that. His man Alex, he was mad at me because because of some girl. We we had a mutual. He's <laughs> <laughs> a girl. Deep, deep like, I, looked him, I looked at him for one second, and he was like, "Fuck you!" I was like, "I was with my man." I was like, "Oh, it's about to it's about to happen." You ready? He was like. Oh, <laughs> Isaac interjected himself and he said, No, 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 I know him. I know him. It's good. <laughs> I know who you are. You, your friends with blood clot. It's all good. I was thank you. And and I was like, Oh, this guy's a gentleman. I didn't know he was a savage. <laughs> but I soon found out, but we were always cool after that. Always cool after that. Yeah, I was already good friends with Bill and I was yes. friends with the man Hips already. And yes. I knew Toby already. Yes. But I was always cool with Hips and and um and the man Yaz. Recipes, recipes, recipes. Oh man, Dante, how can our listeners? Uh, you on social media? Is there a way for people? um, Dante Ross on Instagram, uh, Dante Ross on Twitter. You know, get at me. I'm I'm always online talking shit about sports a lot and politics. Um, I'm heavy on the fuck Trump on online, and (laughs) I'm always making fun of basketball and whatever's out there. You know, I'm very sarcastic online. So come check me out, and also. I, I put a lot of records online because I, I collect 45s. I put them oh, up. Oh, sick. Okay, awesome, man. Well, yo, Dante, thank you so much for joining us tonight on on this uh, on the episode. I also want to just thank all of our listeners who have been signing up for the YouTube, the email list, all that shit. Uh, thanks again, Dante. It was great having you on. I think Danny's on, but maybe he's frozen, but he will say goodbye to you later. Dante, thank you so much. Guys, that's a wrap. Corona Chronicles, Diablo's in episode 10. Stay tuned. Thank you. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.